live from the Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series four hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. Beautiful Friday, wherever you are, hope you're having a good one so far. We got racing in Loudoun, New Hampshire this weekend, that is... If the weather can cooperate, welcome back to episode number 68 of the show, and welcome back to Cup Preview Friday. Two shows, one day, one awesome start to your weekend. Fridays just always mean a lot more to me, especially getting to spend it with all of you guys. We got a race in New Hampshire this weekend. The winner's going to get to take home a beautiful lobster. And speaking of lobster, if you go listen to last night's episode on the Spider Stand YouTube channel, and all major podcast platforms, you can hear Emily and I discuss our favorite seafood items. There was a lot of debate on uh, what the best ones were, but leave yours down in the comments below. Two races this weekend. Obviously, this is a Cup Series podcast. We're going to be talking the NASCAR Cup Series today. Going to go over the schedule, the point standings, and uh, make our picks for who's going to win this weekend at New Hampshire. Just some housekeeping things, though, before we do get going into the show. I mentioned just a minute ago you can listen on all major podcast platforms and the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. If you don't know what the heck the Spotter Stand YouTube channel is, that's the channel where we have a ton of NASCAR content, actually, uh, throughout the week. Uh, pre- and post-race shows. Uh, we have stat tracking every week, which looks back at the previous race at, at a track. Um, we look at all the, all the winners and and uh, all the guys who finished really well in the last race. Uh, we also have uh, some short films that come out, you know, maybe once a week, once every two weeks. We also have uh, grading videos once we hit a mark, like halfway through the season, halfway through the regular season, end of the regular season, end of the season as a whole. So um, a lot of fun stuff. And, of course, news videos, plenty of shorts, and the Below the Line podcast. So that is The Space Spotter, apostrophe S, stand with a capital uh, on the first letter, of every word so you can go check out uh check out that there you'll hear emily and i's voices you see our beautiful faces uh most every day actually over on the spotter stand youtube channel now getting into new hampshire we talked about it a little bit last night and i'll be honest i actually haven't checked the weather forecast for new hampshire since last night's show i will do so now and um it's still not looking great now the good thing is the good thing is, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday's forecast does look a lot better. Uh, Xfinity is supposed to get practice and qualifying in today. That is their only on-track activity. Uh, for That's the only on-track activity for today. A marginal risk of severe weather in Loudoun, New Hampshire. So all my New Hampshire listeners, just stay alert. Stay safe today, especially if you're going out to the racetrack. Now, tomorrow, only a 36% chance of rain in the afternoon. Scattered showers and thunderstorms. Um... Hopefully, we can get the Xfinity race in. Hopefully, we can get cup practice and qualifying in. Uh, today, looking rainy, though. 68% chance of rain in the afternoon. It's about 65% chance uh, when Xfinity will be trying to practice and qualify. They'll just be set by the metric if they can't do that. Now, Sunday, it's an 87% chance during the daytime in the afternoon, and it goes down to about 70 that night, but New Hampshire Motor Speedway does not have lights, and we will have sunset at around 8.23 p.m. 
Uh, so that is something to note. The race is scheduled to start at 2.30 Eastern on Sunday afternoon. The good news is Monday. The weather looks good. Only a 15% chance of rain on Monday. Highest chance they get is around 17% in the evening hours, but hopefully that will stave off. And if we do need to run Monday, if the need be to run Monday, uh, well, we can meet that need and we can run on Monday. Tuesday, though, thunderstorms. Um, so I, I think Monday is our best shot uh, if we can't get it in Sunday. Um, but hopefully we do get it in Sunday. Hopefully that forecast improves. Uh, now, New Hampshire hasn't had weather issues like Dover um, has the past few years. But remember 2021, we had the long rain delay. Uh, I can't remember any big rain delays in New Hampshire before that. I was thinking maybe 2020, but no, that's incorrect. So um, hopefully we can get the race in on Sunday as, uh, as intended. And here is the intended weekend schedule. The good news is we should be able to actually qualify and practice these cars, give these guys a hint of what their cars will feel like on either Sunday or Monday. Practice is at 12.05 p.m. Eastern on Saturday afternoon on USA Network, the NBC Sports app, PRN, that's the Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Qualifying, 12.50 Eastern, USA Network, the NBC Sports app, PRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The race itself, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, is the Crayon 301, and no, as far as I know, it is not the Crayola Crayon that you are thinking of. It's on USA Network, the NBC Sports app, PRN, and Sirius XM at NASCAR Radio. As far as the TV schedule, I believe both FS1 and USA Network have pre-race coverage. And uh, yeah, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, NASCAR race day from New Hampshire on FS1 at 2 p.m. Eastern, about a half hour of pre-race coverage on USA Network. And then at 6 p.m. Eastern, it's the NASCAR Cup Series post-race show on USA Network and Peacock at 6 p.m. Eastern. And of course, our YouTube post-race show will be live that night on the spotter stand and the podcast post-race show will come out Monday. Also on PRN, 1.30 p.m. Eastern is when the Performance Racing Network will start their, uh, that's where, that's where they'll start their coverage and they'll go probably until around, uh, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock rather when they get their post-race stuff in. Not a ton of news as far as the entry list. Cole Custer is in the 51 for the second straight week. It was announced that uh, Sheldon Creed will drive the 78 for B.J. McLeod later in the season at the Kansas Speedway. Dale Jr. also said that his uh, cup plans have kind of stalled out. Some news tidbits for you all there. Um, leave any comments, questions in the comments below, or, or you can also email them to us at below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. That is all lowercase below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. Moving over to the point standings for the NASCAR Cup Series, Atlanta was a big win for William Byron, his fourth of the year. It also vaulted himself into the regular season points lead. He leads Martin Truex by 21. Truex came in, I think, either barely leading Byron or just barely behind him. and He did lose some points at Atlanta Sunday night. Byron, Bush, Truex, Chastain, Larson, Hamlin, Bell, Blaney, Logano, Reddick, Stenhouse are your 11 winners through 19 races. This will be race number 20 on Sunday. Only seven races to go until the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin at Darlington Labor Day weekend with the Southern 500. Byron has won four races. Bush has won three. Truex and Larson have won two. Jastain, Hamlin, Bell, Blaney, Logano, Reddick, Stenhouse have each won one race. Byron is the current top seed in the playoffs. 
First man in on points to the playoffs right now is currently Kevin Harvick. He is plus 126 to the cut line. Chris Buescher is plus 102. Brad Keselowski plus 100. Strong year for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. And currently time for the last man in spot, as I like to call it. Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell both had top five runs, top four runs. Actually, at Atlanta, they are both the last man in, each plus three. First man out, Bubba Wallace. He doesn't share it with anybody. He is three points out of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs right now. Had another rough night at Atlanta. Bad luck running in the top ten. Ryan Priest comes down and collects him in a spin. A.J. Allmendinger, really solid night. He's only 13 points back in the playoff cut line now. Ty Gibbs, only 26 back. Austin Sendrick, only 38 back. Justin Haley, only 41 back. Bowman, 44 back. His playoff hopes are just keep uh, waning and waning. I'm beginning to think we may need to win in the 48 camp. Chase Elliott, everybody's been saying he needs a win for a long time. I was slightly doubting that. It's kind of been this push and pull deal of, okay, I think he might not need a win with a strong performance, and then he'll regress a little bit, have a bad point today, and it's like, okay, he probably does. It's a little less than nine points a race for him to make up now with seven races to go, minus 60. Can he do it? Yes. Is it likely? I, I wouldn't say that. Corey LaJoy, minus 70. Ryan Priest, minus 81. Todd Gilland or Gilligan, or what's-his-face, or Emily's two names for him, minus uh, 87. Eric Amarola, minus 90, New Hampshire winner in 2021. He's my underdog pick. Eric Jones, minus 140. Austin Dillon, minus 143. Harrison Burton, minus 156. Chase Briscoe, minus 185. Ty Dillon, minus 236. And Noah Gregson, minus 237, is 33rd and last in the full-time point standings. 458, back of the leader. Yikes, not the rookie season he was envisioning. Over to the owner standings, this really only matters for the 9 and 48 cards, but I still do like to look at it anyway. The 9 cards up to 13th, the 48 staying stagnant, 16th in the owner standings. Manufacturer-wise, it is still Chevy, leading the way by quite a good margin, both in wins and points. They lead Toyota by 73 points, and Ford by 86. Ford is 13 back at Toyota. Chevy with 12 wins, Toyota with 5, Ford with just 2. Both of those courtesy of Team Penske. Moving back to the driver's standings, I would say if you're below Chase Elliott, you're not feeling very comfortable about pointing yourself in. Honestly, if you're below Alex Bowman, you're not feeling very comfortable pointing yourself in. But we have, everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine drivers separated by 63 points from Suarez down to Elliott. That's an average of just seven points separating each driver and that is a big, big deal, guys. We're going to have a fantastic final seven races to this playoff push, all culminating at Daytona, where Noah Gregson could very well somehow win his way in and steal a playoff spot. The anarchy of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series doesn't get any better. Moving on to New Hampshire, you can go watch Stat Tracking on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel for more info about who was up front last year. Uh, but it was Christopher Bell who got the win, and I heard this very interesting and insane stat, quite frankly, uh, yesterday on NASCAR's Twitter page. In eight National Series starts, so that includes Truck, Xfinity, and Cup at the Magic Mile, Christopher Bell has only finished outside the top two once. That, ladies and gentlemen, is an incredible mark. Only finished outside the top two once. And I couldn't find exactly what that start uh, was that he didn't. It may have been uh, 2020. 
in the Cup Series in the 95 for the Levine Family Racing. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was, but he is 3 for 3 there, and Xfinity probably could have won or should have won this race or would have won this race in 2021. Rather, he was catching Eric Amarola at a huge rate of speed before the, the NASCAR shortened the race for darkness last year. He did win. He didn't dominate last year's Cup race, mind you. That was Martin Truex, but he did run very well. As far as other guys to watch, and yes, spoiler alert, Bell is my pick. He's been my pick for this race since the season started. Um, but Martin Truex dominated last year's race. Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace. Now, while Reddick last year wasn't great at New Hampshire and he is on a horrible cold streak, um, I believe it's like five or six races in a row where he's finished 27th or worse. The 45 car was, and Bubba Wallace finished third in this race a year ago. If you're looking for another underdog besides Eric Amarola, look no further than the young rookie phenom Ty Gibbs, who basically already has the Rookie of the Year award locked up only 26 points out of the postseason. This would be a big week for him to make up time. Veterans, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin all have New Hampshire wins. Uh, you also want to look at the Team Penske cars. Now, while Ryan Blaney hasn't run great here, his teammate Joey Logano has. He's amassed a few wins. And Brad Keselowski won here in 2020, and I believe a time before that as well. So Ford and Toyota look to be the teams to beat. Don't count out Hendrick entirely, though. Chase Elliott was in the runner-up spot here a year ago. William Byron also four wins this season. And while he hasn't necessarily been great at New Hampshire, uh, this season has been his season. He has run really well at tracks where you wouldn't expect him to normally run well, like Super Speedways at Atlanta, where he picked up the win. So look out for that 24 car. He's going to be a threat each and every week, and he is Emily's pick again this weekend. So, yeah, Christopher Bell is my pick to win this weekend's race. As far as a pole pick, I can't remember if I made one on the show last night. Uh, but I am going to go Ryan Blaney to win the pole. I'm not sure why, but I feel like this is going to be one of those races where Blaney wins the pole, leads like 30 laps, and then falls to around 4th or 5th and runs there for the rest of the day. But we will certainly have to wait and see. Give me your picks in the comments below or email them to me. Below the online podcast at gmail.com. If you want more pre-race coverage, you can mosey on over to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. Again, that's the Spotter Apostrophe Stand. Emily will be on the YouTube pre-race show tonight. And then a coverage all weekend from Loudon on the Spider Stand YouTube channel. We'll have post-race coverage from the Xfinity race tomorrow and the Cup race on Sunday or Monday, whenever it runs. And then on Monday, whether the Cup race uh, was run on Sunday or Monday, we will have the next uh, episode of the Below the Yelling podcast. That will be episode number 69. Um, and it's going to be a really fun time this weekend going to New Hampshire. And then after New Hampshire, never too early to look ahead, in my opinion. We had to the beautiful Pocono Mountains. We will start previewing Pocono on Wednesday, Cup Preview Friday. Next Friday, we'll have the YouTube pre-race show and Below the Line podcast episode for Pocono. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, and share. If you're on another podcast platform, well, you know, rate us, uh, review us, um, comment, follow, press all the buttons, all the good buttons, as Emily likes to say. And you can also email us uh, for sponsorship inquiries, or you can reach out for us uh, for those on Podcorn. But for sponsorship inquiries, just questions, you want to talk NASCAR, you can do that at below the line podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Spotter Stand YouTube channel, and we're also available on all major podcast platforms. I'm Samuel Stubbs from the Below the Line podcast and the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. I will see you guys later. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye.